1: WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet.
2: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the owners... Owner, One of the employee owners of Tab Computer Systems. Yes, we are a 100% employee-owned company, which is kind of cool. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. He's one of our engineers that talks to our clients all day long. That's right. Helping them out. So, uh, we're here to help you guys out. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers, and we'll do our best to help you out, no matter where you are in the country. If you're listening on the stream, if you're you know in your car, if you're whatever you're doing, you're on a dump run, which is a lot of folks talk about hearing us in the, in the car <laughs> on dump runs. Uh, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, also, coming up at 10 o'clock hour, we've got Wes Bryan, we expect to be with us to talk about getting trained because as you know, Dennis usually ends the the show asking you guys to become a geek too. We're serious about that. We are hoping more folks join uh, us in becoming geeks and understanding technology because without folks who understand technology, we're going to end up in some sort of weird idiocracy of uh, technology where we don't know how it all connects together. Yeah, and we don't need that. We need people to know how it all works. And West Bryan's from IT Pro TV, so he'll be on talking about CompTIA's A+ certification and how you can become certified. But as usual and customary, we're going to talk technology news for you. And we have a news story for you coming up, and hopefully Matt will play the tune. Okay. <laughs>
1: Steve Austin Astronaut A man barely alive
2: Gentlemen We can rebuild him Ah, the 70s We have the technology In the 70s
1: Yes, they had the technology To
2: make the world's first
1: bionic man So we have a story Go ahead, Dennis What do you got going on? What, What we've got are A problem with bionic eyes Literally Literally a problem with bionic eyes Yes uh, there is a company in Britain called Second Sight, yeah, and they, at great expense, they developed some really tremendous technology right. that uh, helps blind people see to an now, extent. To an extent, it's not the same as normal vision, right? But it helps them see some things, perceive them. Mm-hmm. Might be the better word, yeah. And it really, it really makes their lives vastly better, right? Um, it's amazing technology. It's
2: expensive technology. Very expensive. Half a million dollars to get the uh, procedure done. And, uh, and insurance only covers 80% of it. I say only, it's a big chunk, but you've got to come up with 100 grand of your own. Right.
1: Now, the company, this company, Second Sight, yeah. stopped making these in 2019. Apparently, right. the product line just wasn't that profitable for them.
2: Right. Only 350 patients so far.
1: Right. Now, they. They made some money. They ended the product line. Right. Now, you've got all these people out there that have their implants. Right. And the implants, they kind of need to be maintained and supported.
2: Service packs. firmware Service updates. packs.
1: Firmware updates. Also, apparently, hardware problems that can develop. And then they need to be repaired. Right. And- the problem here is something that we deal with in IT all the time,
2: which right. is called obsolescence. Yes, generally it's planned obsolescence. Uh, as in Microsoft, we had a client, you know, giving me whining at me just on Thursday. How come my my Office 2010 no longer works? Well, because 365 decided it won't work for you anymore. You must upgrade.
1: What? Yes. <laughs> oh, and you know, you hear about that all the time. Yes. And in that case, the problem is just. It really boils down to money. Correct. You just buy another, a new license. A new office suite. Or you subscribe to Office 365, and then you get the latest of it all the time. That works too. But either way, it comes down to money. Right. The problem with this company is, not only have they decided to stop making the implants because they're not profitable enough, they have decided to stop supporting them now. Right. So now you have people who have them. And are not going to get help.
2: Right, if they fail. If they have an issue yes. or a, or a, some sort of diagnostic issue that needs to happen, they won't get any help at all, and they've got this piece of, of technology literally on their retina. Yes, it's, like, it's It looks like it's implanted on their retina in some way. Yeah,
1: it's implanted in them. Yeah. And in some cases, they're left to either repair them or support them on their own. Right. You know, find parts or whatever they need to get them. Right. I have a story here from the BBC that talks about a guy who... Literally had to scrounge for his own spare parts to fix his implant. And, uh, there's, it's just a major issue. Yeah. And the company, uh, apparently is just not answering any questions. And what they want to do is sell themselves to another biotech company that's effectively their competition, but doesn't make exactly the same product line. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to, wipe out the whole the entire product because the new company isn't even going to have anybody on staff that even knows anything about these things awful and it it's it like i said in this case it's not just software that's been obsoleted and you have to replace it with new and it costs you money right this is people's lives and health right so- and it's evil
2: it, yeah, we, we it really
1: is evil there's I can't imagine that this company can't just release the technology and intellectual property um, to you know another spin-off company or even a, a nonprofit foundation and just mm-hmm. let them take it over right um, the way uh, Sun did with things like their uh, their office suite mm-hmm. just, it, it can be done it's just that they're not going to do it yeah
2: apparently it's a big risk. So imagine you're ready to be bleeding edge, cutting edge. You're going to go ahead and pick up this new technology. You're going to go under the knife for half a million dollars worth of effort. And they just walk away from it. So obviously, there's, you don't want to put too many laws in place that put barriers up to people actually trying to come up with this technology. But there should be something on the back end. Uh, For those that are out there. But again, this is the risk we take when it comes to technology. You know, you're choosing Betamax or VHS. In this case, VHS1. Uh, In this case, they're just turning the whole thing off. So it's crazy. It's sad. um, But it is the idea of planned obsolescence. And the example I gave with 365 and the office suite, you know, you can buy just a mailbox for 365. And it's cheaper, right? Right. And and your mailbox is going to just keep working, and your mail will keep flowing to your mailbox, which is your Office 2010, until Microsoft deems it unworthy. And just imagine if your post office did this to you, right? It's, you've got your 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 whatever mailbox out in front of your house, and the post office says to you, "Sorry, Eric, we no longer support mailboxes that are painted black. <laughs> we are not going to deliver the mail unless you buy a new mailbox from us." And the color is blue. I mean, that's what—that is effectively what they do.
1: And that's not fair. And it, and so, yeah.
2: if you didn't have 365 and just had POP or IMAP, kind of stupid mail, um, your off your Office 2010 would work until Microsoft decided to just break it. Period. Which would be like the the post office putting a pipe bomb in your mailbox and blowing it up and saying, "Well, you need a new mailbox." <laughs> um, you know, this planned obsolescence is getting ridiculous. What else you got there, Dennis? We were talking about the Russians. We've been talking about the Russians in the news all all a lot of weeks now. This is something else going on with the Russians. This is
1: something else, and this is a campaign of hacks that took place over a period of two years. Right. Against American American defense contractors. Right. And subcontractors and sub -sub subcontractors. And this wasn't even all that sophisticated. This right. was just a matter of cracking credentials and getting into networks, right, or into online services too. Yeah, they were doing both, and it was relatively simple hacking With, types.
2: They're getting into these defense contractors who had not updated their own firmwares on their own on the firewalls that are within their own four walls. I mean, these are serious serious issues. Um, so that it wasn't like they did anything sophisticated. And they did target 365 uh, is a very popular mail program. And in one case, got admin credentials to the 365 system, which is a big problem, right? If you haven't turned on oh, two-factor yeah. authentication or secured that that thing, you're just playing with fire. Um, so get that configured for your your business or your users, 2FA, not that that's the be-all, the end-all, they can still figure out ways around that, but at least it's something. Right. It's
1: it's just another barrier that someone has to get over in order to hack you. So instead of just having to know your password, they have to do something else, too. Right. And that makes it harder.
2: So the whole idea is that they're going to skip you and move on to the easier target. Exactly. And then if they can get in, they're reading all your email, they're setting up all your permissions, they're reading all the... Looking at all the documents in your office uh, on your OneDrive, they're doing anything they want because they have the power to do it as an admin. Um, so that's what happened here. We'll put the link up here for you for the story. The one I know about is from the Register over there across the pond. Which one do you have? You have a?
1: I have one. I believe it's from the Verge. Oh, the Verge. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah.
2: So we'll put the link up there. You can read the story. But again, well, it just is a we we bring these things up because it happens every day, and not just to defense contractors. Yes. It happens to everybody. So if you're not putting in the basic technologies, if you're not training your people with security awareness training, if you're not putting in two-factor authentication on your technologies, if you're not putting in two-factor on your logins, if you're not um, using MDR, EDR technologies on your systems, if you're not backing them up in, for disaster recovery, you're really just an accident waiting to happen. And we've told you the numerous stories that are out there. that the worst part about it is you could be an accident waiting to happen and you're not even realize they are reading your mail for a while. Oh, Yeah. They can they can be in things for a long time before Why not? it gets detected. Why not? If you're in there as an admin, you can do an awful lot. So we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. And then we expect West Bryan from IT Pro TV to be on the line uh, at ten o'clock, talking about Comptia A plus certification and how you can get certified to be a geek like us. That's right. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11. Feel free to get online. We lost a caller online one. he was there. Oh, waiting. No. He's got a freeze up. Feel free to get back online. eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. But we will go on to your calls. Uh, we're going to go on to Dan first in Harwinton. Let's go to Dan. What's going on, Dan? Oh, hang on. I got to hit the button twice. Go ahead, Dan.
3: Uh, good morning. Good morning. He, um had a uh hard disk crash oh boy. and uh replaced it um took the uh, original install disks and um tried to bring it back up and then um that wasn't um meeting all criteria so i uh i took and i restored my um last system back on top of it mm-hmm. okay the uh I had some bugs. We'll bypass that part. Anyway, so I started from scratch. Basically, where I'm at right now is that um, I can bring the system up. I've got uh, my home network uh, running, uh, but I can't get out to uh, to get updates. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, if I try to install some applications, um, uh, it's looking for a file API. M S uh, hyphen M S hyphen Win hyphen C R T hyphen Runtime L um, L one dash one dash zero dill. and Firefox installed one and that's running correctly. Now, can I? The question is is where are the other applications looking for that file?
2: Well. It's mm, pretty specific issue there, kid. Yeah, <laughs> um, there is yeah, a way to s-
3: basically two problems. You know, I, I can't load uh, some of the applications that I uh, commonly use on here, and the other thing is uh, trying to get the uh, get it updated to uh, you know where it should have yeah. been uh, when uh, uh, Microsoft cut the uh, cut the cord.
2: <laughs> right, we do see an answer for you. At least I found one. Did you find? Oh, one uh, nice?
1: I haven't found one, but I was going to suggest. Something that can be done to get the computer up to the current version of Windows 10, if that's what you had. But go ahead, Eric.
2: Well, for mine, you can actually download the, an update for Universal C Runtime in Windows. So basically, your issue is that you need to get it installed with Windows Update, but you told us you couldn't get connected to the internet, and that's the right. catch twenty two, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, uh, I can connect to the internet. I'm on the internet. That's my right. problem. But I can't get to uh, get to Microsoft.
2: You can't get to Microsoft. Like, you can't go to www.microsoft.com. I'm sorry, I said www. Uh,
3: through the, through <laughs> the
2: update. <laughs> through the update. Okay, you can't get through through Windows Update. Is it because possibly they don't see you as an authenticated um, operating system? Have you?
3: Uh, the uh, the thing that I get is um, there's another file that's missing, and it's mm. in security. Uh, it's in security. I've got, uh, you know, a short list of uh, possibilities. One was firewall. I checked that against my uh, uh, other computer, and it seems like the firewall is set up correctly. Okay. uh, At least as far as I can determine, unless there's a, um, you know, something else that's in there. But uh, the other computer, you know, operates normally. Um, And the other thing is there was a... um, in 2013, they brought out a up a cab to update the security.
2: Yeah, you're way behind, obviously. Yeah, you're, is you're this fresh. a Windows
1: 7 computer?
2: Yes, he loaded it yeah, as a fresh a Windows, Windows
3: 7. 7. It was one running up uh, upright. I've got the cab for the 64-bit version, but I don't have for the 32. Mm-hmm. And
2: um, so you're so far behind, your machine doesn't know what's going on, right? And you know, is your machine is the license? Um, authenticated? Are they? Are they saying it's an authentic off, uh, license? Yeah,
3: there, there's no indication that they have a problem, but it is an authentic system.
2: So. No, I'm sure it is. It just does Microsoft see it as that? But then again, being yeah. Windows Seven, they haven't supported that in a while, right? Right. So, what what Dennis's approach might be to have you get to Windows Ten, oh, maybe I hate the
3: Windows Ten.
2: Oh well, we're at Windows Eleven, Dan. <laughs> yeah, which you're going to hate even more. <laughs> yeah, right. But Windows Ten isn't that bad um it is different so here's the thing right it's hard to be able to get you up to date when microsoft says no no update for you right yeah um because they no longer support windows 7 trying to get access to these updates and i think dennis is trying to find that if the, if it still exists it's not something we even bother with generally in our even in our practice because why would we tell a customer to continue with a system that's deemed obsolete by microsoft because it's it's not in our best interest to keep doing that because how you fix a problem when you're dealing with an old operating system? That's kind of not a smart move. If we yeah. if we can find it, we'll put a link up there for you. But I think your better bet would be to upgrade to ten, bite the bullet, and understand. Just start to learn ten because eleven's coming.
3: I've got have got a ten system here running that gets used about once a month.
2: Ah, <laughs> you
3: right. see where I stand on. 10? I see. You know uh,
2: I can't make you go. I can't make you like it. I'm not telling. I'm just uh, telling you it's no, practical you know what, approach.
3: What kind of pulled the plug on that was uh, when uh, Microsoft downloaded the uh, their, um, what's their new uh, browser, Edge. Edge, yeah. Yeah, you know, they uh, they shoved it onto the system. I started it up one morning, and I know what in the world is going on here. Mm, yeah. you know And um, it took me hours. If it wasn't for the automatic download, where you know you get back to seven, uh, I know, you know, and previously where you could select what you want,
2: I know, I know, I uh, hear you. I'd be
3: happy, but uh, you know they shove it down, and um, I agree. All of a sudden, everything—the world has changed.
2: Uh, yes, we are no longer customers. We are now—we are merely users. Um, let us put a link up there for you for if we can find anything with Windows 7. Otherwise, I think 10 is the best option. We are coming against a hard break, Dan. So um, I also have another link I'll put up there for you as well as far as how to get that DLL you talked about earlier. Okay?
3: Okay. I thank you very much, and have a good day.
2: You too, sir. Bye. All right. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, hopefully helping you out. Um, get around Microsoft's draconian updates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. We'll be here till 11 o'clock. Get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Dennis is Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners of Tab Computer System, because we're all employee owners, which is kind of cool. And uh, so, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to get to your questions, comments, and concerns. We wait for your calls. We did want to talk a little bit more about Windows updates. And, you know, you had that last call. It was, it was kind of kind of cranky at Microsoft yeah. uh, for the Windows 10 system he has, and they force this or force that, or these all these updates come down. And they have been causing us, in in our practice, a lot of trouble. Yeah, um, The updates are being pushed down without, you know, like the B team is reviewing them for even efficacy, and they're breaking things. They're fixing one thing over here and breaking one thing over there.
1: Oh, I don't know if you realize it, but this month's, uh, update to Windows Server mm-hmm. reintroduced a problem with printing. Oh no! That had come up in the summer and that they had solved in a later update. The print nightmare.
2: Yes. So they brought it back. Where
1: they're getting the 11B errors when you're trying to print.
2: Thanks, Microsoft. Yeah, they reintroduced it this month. Thank you, Redmond. Yes. So. I mean, <laughs> you know we're get, we we get you know we're in IT right so we're dealing with this every day and you guys are just you guys are users you're like i just want to use this piece of equipment to actually do write a letter or do a spreadsheet you know and and for some reason microsoft has decided to not do a good job with updates and every time an update comes down your machine is a different recipe <laughs> you know the soup might have tasted great the before it updated, but then Microsoft just pours a cup of salt in it with their update. And you're like, man, this is garbage. Well, yes, it is. Thanks, Microsoft. The guy next to you on the left, his computer's been off for a week. He's been on vacation. He comes in. Now he's getting all the updates, right? So it's, it's, it's become a crazy thing. And, and again, in the old days, and we can say that because we've been around doing this for 26 years on the radio. In the old days, you could kind of tell your system, don't update this. It's working. Yes. Leave me alone. Right, and then you'd run for months, even a year or two in some cases without updating it because there wasn't that big security risk you were worried about because all you wanted to do was run word or have a spreadsheet work to know how many widgets you were selling for crying out loud. yeah now it's a nightmare, and uh it's it's definitely impacting um i t in a negative way to a an extent that we've never seen before, and uh whether it's server updates, exchange server updates uh workstation updates it's it's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, and it used to be that in some cases you could get away with locking down your computer so it doesn't update. Right. Um, that used to be a common thing with a certain brand of CMM machinery that I can recall, mm-hmm. and I don't want to name the brand over the air. Right, right. But they would tell their um, the people who buy their software— you can't update windows
2: leave it as it is it
1: has to be as it is on the day that you install our software you have to lock it down right cuz we know we it will works. not support you right okay so right. that people had to do that these days you can't do that anymore no. that cannot happen because as much, as troublesome as the updates are and as much as they change the recipe of the soup and mm-hmm. dump a bucket of salt in it <laughs> once in a while yeah You can't leave your system open to security vulnerabilities that don't get patched. You can't run that. You can't run a business
2: that way. It it is impossible. It is. And that is all true. And the the other issue is the premise is, though, that what's happened is Microsoft has put out such a poor product that has these old holes and security vulnerabilities in it. They haven't paid for folks to test them, that, that we're the victims of both the solution and the problem. Right. And the solution then is to buy more Microsoft? I don't that know. doesn't
1: sound like a good plan to me, but hey, what do
2: I know? I'm just the grunt that has to deal with it. Right. So, you know, IT is becoming, you know, a little cranky when it comes to the Microsoft folks. But, you know, Google Chrome has the same problems. I mean, yeah. Chromebooks have their own issues. Dennis has a story he could bring up uh, either now or coming up where the version of Chrome is going to three digits, right? The browsers are going to. Three digits. All
1: three major browsers, right, are going go to Chrome, Firefox, and Edge, are going to three-digit version numbers. Just the numbers. So
2: all it's sound, all it's saying is I'm going from version 99 to version 100. Right, three digits. What could happen, Dennis? All kinds of
1: all kinds of heck can happen <laughs> because of a particular string, string that the browsers feed to websites when they connect. Yeah, It's called the user agent string. Because the
2: websites want to know what, what people are using. Right. To see what their are site. you
1: using, what the version is. Let me see what I need to feed you now that I know what browser you've got. Right. Well, with the browser version number going to three digits instead of two, mm-hmm. some of those websites are gonna have trouble feeding out whatever
2: they're gonna give to that browser. Completely could break and they it. might break the websites. Just because of a digit change. Right. That's how yeah. that's how that's where we are. With software and operating systems and updates, that's where we are. It's shades of Y2K and uh,
1: Dow Jones 10,000. Exactly. If anybody remembers that little scandal. The Dow Jones was at 10,000?
2: Come on. That just seems like so little.
1: Well, when it went from 9999 to 10,000, you had a similar problem. You have another digit suddenly that's in
2: all of these strings that are in these databases. We had a story about a Y2K kind of issue in the year 2022 recently. Yeah, we did. I'm trying to think of what that was about. I had to go back and find it. But yeah. even today, they don't know what date it is or what time it is or what's going on. So, all right. Well, as we wait for your calls, feel free to get online, 800 wtic 522-WTIC. Dennis did, does have some more news for us to talk about.
1: Oh, yes. Um, you may have heard in the news about the Red Cross, the International Red Cross yeah. being hacked. Yeah. They, uh, they were hacked according to a um, Zoho which is a company that made the software, mm-hmm. vulnerability that was known about for a long time. Gotcha. And between Zoho not adequately patching it and the Red Cross failing to keep that little component up to date. What, did, what was the Zoho? What was its function? Did it tell you about this, what it yes. was? It is a tool that allows your users to reset their own passwords on their domain.
2: Really? So that's how lazy... The yes. Red Cross.
1: Walls. The Red Cross didn't want their IT department getting called from their users for password, password reset. resets on their domain. Yeah. So they plunked this tool on their domain controllers. Right. Which had a so vulnerability. That you, as a user could go to uh, I
2: assume a website, yes, and reset your own password on their network. Well, well this is only due because again, you can, you do have that power now. This is only for those folks who could get the three or four warnings. And then don't do it. Right. This is when they lock you out and you have to go then and reset your password. This is not the three or four warnings that said, hey, this is going to happen. Right? Because you, you can do that with Windows now.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and we have that set up for a lot of our clients. Right. Be, the users get the little warnings. Yeah. Go ahead and change and your password. They'll typically I'm come Kenyon up and, in Washington. Uh-oh, As
2: of this moment, i convinced he's made the decision.
1: That's President
2: Biden. we got a new... pro. Uh, <laughs> your producer, <laughs> we'll see just how long you last. Not just kidding. Uh, so you were saying you were saying that um, yeah. So you got know, you'll this...
1: get a little warning once you've logged in. You'll get a little warning at the bottom right, telling you
2: oh you've got so many days to pass. You know to reset your right. password. And then that's on the Windows side. Yeah. This is now because of the laziness of the users, they put in a tool to allow them to do it after they lock themselves out. Right. And now they've got this software
1: installed on their domain controllers. Right which is the fulcrum of your network right and it just exposed them to anything
2: they wanted to get it was a disaster they had it had its own vulnerabilities that 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 didn't get patched by the folks who put this in place so and the iranians got involved right yeah this was an iranian hack jeez yeah so Come you got you can't just worry
1: about the russians anymore
2: no. The Iranians are running on Windows ninety five computers, and they're getting into your system with. It. <laughs> yeah, they're well, not using latest and greatest. I mean, oh, it depends the, on how, what they paid for. Oh, right?
1: and what ten years ago the Iranians were running some thirty uh, two bit Vista computers to do run their centrifuges. Oh yeah, and, we and them with somebody next, right? somebody somebody left a USB drive in one of their plants. Yeah. And they stuck it into one of these machines, and then Stuxnet
2: spread from there, yeah it, I mean, vista <laughs> Wow, can't, can't make it up, but the point of this story again is it wasn't a hack, really. it was really because you because the Red Cross was lazy and allowed their users to be lazy, you know, and of course, we understand how important it is when you can't get on your system, but it, you weren't it wasn't like you weren't warned, and to put a workaround like this is just we're not treating security the way we should treat security i'm sure the red cross figured who's going to attack the red cross for crying out loud i mean cuz they'll go to anybody's aid even the iranians i'm sure um why would you go after the red cross um i would bet you that they didn't even do it on purpose it could have been just some sort of phishing scheme that got through i don't i don't was it you know directly it, or they didn't want really to talk about how it, they got it it doesn't really say how
1: yeah. the uh campaign began but it could have been inadvertent. They right. they send out a phishing, maybe a phishing campaign. Right. They get into somebody's computer somewhere at some company or institution. Right. And then they take a look at what's there and where it is, and then they decide what else to do with it now that they've got that foot in their door. Yeah. So.
2: It's a pretty nasty little story. We'll put a link up there for you guys. Again, the moral of the story is stop making it easy for your people to do things you need to and I, I hate to say that as an it person but in order to to keep us sane as it people we need to make sure you guys at least have you know are using keys and stuff like that to lock in the place up at least at night rather than leaving it wide open and uh, two-factor authentication can help with could have helped with this even with the password reset that they allowed if they had enabled two-factor authentication um that might have limited this right but they still would have possibly come through the vulnerability right dennis true but
1: two-factor might have prevented the original foot-in-the-door scenario that I just described, right? where they use a phishing campaign just to get
2: control of a computer on a network. Right. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Get to more of your calls. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. We'll see if our producer's still here after we come back. We'll be right back. And we are back. This says Computer Chocolate Tap. I'm not sure where all you guys are. We have four lines wide open on a lovely Saturday morning. And we have, you know, we've been doing this for 26 years. Someday we'll get them all fixed. If you guys are all fixed right now, all the computers are fixed. That's great. I uh, mean, we, we love that. It's what we live for, but we don't believe it's happening. Coming up at 10 o'clock, um, we believe Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV will come on, and he'll be talking about becoming certified with CompTIA A certification. It's kind of the starting point. Uh, becoming a certified technician you know companies like us or even anybody who's looking for IT people want to know that you at least have an understanding of how technology works and computers work and and A-plus is a good way to start and we'll let Wes talk about what it all is and T has been around since I've I've been in the business going back at yeah. least to the early 90s it could have been even before that
1: I think it goes back to
2: 80s does it really it might so it's a great it's a great company. They produce standards for understanding of technology. That then, if you get certified, the hiring folks can say, "Okay, at least this person knows these basics." And they have A plus, Network plus, Security plus, and other standards that they offer through CompTIA that you can then demonstrate to your potential hiring uh, organization that you at least know these things. Now, nowadays, though, companies are like, "Oh, you you know how to turn on a computer? We'll hire you." <laughs> Right, Dennis? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it is. It's tough out there. Um, And the folks that we're even interviewing, I mean, some of them are coming from big companies, right? And they've been at these big companies for four or five years. And sadly, these big companies really don't give them any exposure to anything other than a specific siloed process. So they might be on a level one help desk, and all they've been doing is literally password resets all day long for hours on end. Yeah, And, you know, hey, I work for such and such company. Well, that's great. We we ask them a few technical, literally basic technical questions, stuff that we handle on this show all the time. And these guys are, quote, unquote, in gals or in IT, and they can't answer them. So our big corporations are not helping either by not exposing these folks. Now, I understand why you may not be, because you're worried they're going to break something, but that's not a good idea.
1: Well, they're worried that they'll break something, and they're also
2: worried that if they have too much wide-ranging experience, they'll go somewhere else. Which is also silly right you, yeah. you want people to have the knowledge what's worse than having an, not training and updating your your person is having them stay you know you want them to get trained up and you want them to be uh, a contributing factor to your organization and uh giving not giving them the knowledge has really been a short sighted thing in our industry
1: um, yeah and and it's kind of sad when especially if you've got uh, If you've got employees at a company that depend on an IT department to give them answers for things. Right. And then if something really unusual comes up that nobody there has ever personally happened to come across. Right. Now you've got, you know, a whole bunch of people in a room looking at each other funny trying to figure it out. And it's better to just have well-rounded people Mm -hmm. and maybe... An individual there doesn't have an answer for some strange thing, but between, you know, the 10 people in your IT department, somebody there does. That's what you need to run a business. This is about running a business.
2: Yes. And the fact that the technology keeps changing. Um, So if you're not asking your IT department to get updated... Right. If you have your own if you're if you're a company, most of our clients don't have their own I.T. people. Right. That's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. But if you have a company and you've got I.T. people that have not been refreshing their skills or getting their skills in there as far as being certified, you're crazy. You're just at waiting for an, you know, an accident to happen. And um, by not what will happen is they won't even realize what they don't know. Yes. Because this technology changes so fast. <laughs> um. Six months from just six months ago, we've we've forgotten some of the stuff we've already gone through dealing with the issues that have occurred just six months ago because it's happening so quickly. You know, the, the exchange patching garbage that occurred. It's yes. a it's a ugly memory, right? But it's there. You were hoping we're not gonna see it again. You know, we we put it in our rear view mirror, but it's Microsoft, right? Yeah. How many could... versions of exchange were vulnerable? Every every, every
1: single one that was in the field, really. <laughs> right. Um and that, you know just this week I had a customer call me about a particular vulnerability they heard about and yeah. I hadn't heard about it but it's something that has to be dealt with yeah. so we put something in place to you know protect against it Right,
2: because it must have been a particular vulnerability for yes. a particular type of software for yes. a particular type of vertical market yes um, so it can get kind of crazy out there all right let's get to your calls we've got Jack in uh, Middletown who's called on the line here let me see if I can get you up here Jack You there, Jack? Jack, you there? Oh, yeah. What can we do for you, sir?
0: Oh, I bought a new printer.
2: Congratulations. Yay.
0: Well, I thought it was, you know, it's a brother brand. I would, my old brand. I figured I'll go, I'll stick with the same, you know, brand.
2: Yeah, if if it works for you, why not?
0: Exactly. So, uh, you know, at a local big box store, I'm not going to say the store because he, hes, he's uh,
2: okay that's fine
0: he charged me a fortune for extra ink what I which I didn't need
2: mm.
0: oh it comes with he didn't say it came with a year of ink
2: it comes with a year of ink like a subscription what?
0: that's uh, that's apparently true
2: huh all right well maybe yeah all right
0: but which I didn't believe
1: I don't
2: believe because it either you you yeah
0: i extra ink you know
2: yeah, why would how would they know how much ink Jack uses in an ear a That's year? That's a damn good question. <laughs> <laughs> Here's so, my point, yes, ah,
0: it took It does not come with a manual.
2: They no, never do anymore. Not anymore. They want to save trees. They want you to print if, out the manual on your new printer. <laughs>
0: yeah, and if
2: you're if okay, you're lucky. I
0: would do that if I could do that,
2: what's the make and model of your uh, printer? We'll find the manual for it's you, Jack.
0: A brother. All right, I'll, I'll tell you. It's a brother MSC
2: J4335BW. J4335BW. We'll find that manual for you, Jack, and we'll put a link over at computertalkwithtab.com and it'll be on our Facebook page for you. So yeah, you can then download the manual and print it out with your unlimited amount of ink.
0: Yeah, if I could get it on my on my network, I could. I, I could do oh, that.
2: there's a catch twenty two. You got to oh, print no. it. You can't yeah. connect it first. Oh, so you're at that point. You can't even get your printer to work on your computer.
0: I I can do it through my phone. Here's here's my question. <laughs> okay, it okay.
2: Or not, it's wireless then.
0: Yes, it's wireless.
2: Yeah, and so it supports also cellular wireless. It supports devices like your phone, which is a neat feature. I
0: whatever wireless whatever yeah but I can't get it to install on my windows laptop
2: yeah what what version of uh, of uh, windows are you running there jack
0: Oh, the latest for sure I believe okay
2: that'd be Windows 11. that would be later yeah windows 11 you're probably not running that I hope but um let's uh, assume actually,
0: we... no I think I'm on 10 but yeah
2: so you want to go and add a network printer have you tried adding a network printer and having it sniff it out
0: yes I have and I I
2: have. And you can't find it. You can't find the printer. So. I, I, I My
0: question, do I have to remove my old printer before I can add a new one?
2: No, you, get, you can load as many printers you as you can, want. You can stack them up till the cows come home. But oh, really? my guess here is that the IP address mm-hmm. of your printer is not either not available or conflicting with something. So you uh-huh. need to go and. So what is the IP address of your computer, Jack? Do you know? Not offhand. No. That's okay. I would if you answered me, I would have been shocked. Um I <laughs> want you to in the lower left hand corner. Not
0: my password no, no, no.
2: Lower left hand corner of your screen, there's a little area to type stuff in with a magnifying glass. Type in CMD and get to a DOS prompt. And then yeah, you're gonna type you're gonna then you're gonna type IP config.
0: Hold on one second.
2: Sure. Uh, we're going old school yeah. here, Jack.
0: <laughs> yeah, this thing is this thing is slow. Believe me. I'm in Chrome now. I gotta close You have to close um,
2: anything. Whatever. Lower left hand corner, you should see a little type here to search. You're gonna type in CMD. Yep. And you're gonna get to a DOS prompt and type in IP config. We All wanna right, know I'll it.
0: click on command prompt, that's my app.
2: You can click on it. Yeah, it's that it's Lower gonna be like command a little
0: slash IP config.
2: IP config, yep. Ipconfig. Once you're in the the DOS prompt. DOS. <laughs> DOS. DOS. I can't believe I said DOS.
0: No, I, I understand
2: DOS. Believe me. <laughs> no, I, I thought you might.
0: Uh, CMD, uh, I'm going to go forward slash IP config.
2: Oh, don't put it together. No, no, CMD no. CMD by itself. Oh, no. and oh, get right. to the CMD
1: enter and get the black box that yeah. you can ah, then type. CMD
0: enter, okay.
1: Then in that black box, you type IP config
2: enter. I see. We're, uh, what we're going to try to do funny. here, we're coming up against, so we have maybe a minute, a minute and a half yeah, left.
0: Uh, this is my username, and I'm going
2: to. No, you should be at a colon. You see a colon with a cursor blinking?
1: No.
2: All right.
0: Well, yeah, c dash u. Okay, good. All
2: right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's showing him his. Where you are. Type in ipconfig. ipconfig. Okay. Let's see what we got. What's the What's the IP address of that, of your system?
0: Yeah, like I say, it's slow. I got to.
2: That is slow. Okay, here we
0: go. Connection specific DNS, blah,
2: blah, blah, Ethernet adapter, wireless LAN, blah, blah, blah. blah. There's a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah, the wireless LAN. Does it talk about 192.168? Is it 10 dot? What does it give you?
0: Wireless LAN adapter.
2: Mm-hmm. Gonna have to put you on hold, Jack. We're running out of time.
0: Okay, that's all right.
2: Go all right, ahead. we're gonna put you on hold. We do have to talk to West Bryan, um, but we'll talk to Jack and get his IP address. We'll talk to you guys too. Feel free to get online. Eight uh, hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers coming up at ten o five. West Bryan is going to talk to you about how you can become a geek like us. That's right, right? You can get you can get certified A plus, not A minus, not just an A, A plus with CompTIA. I'll we'll be right back.